0: Greetings once again, friends, and welcome to this week's edition of Club Kayfabe Talk here on CKCC Radio. My name is Chris O'Mealy. I am your commissioner and host, and I am joined by my partner in crime. He would be the manager to my wrestler, or maybe he'd be my personal ring announcer, Dan Peck. Oh, is that what I am now? You could be.
1: I'm your Ricardo Rodriguez, so you can have someone to get heel heat on easy. And then
0: just like randomly do comedy spots for me. Yeah. Nah, cause that would make me Alberto Del Rio. And he was like too super serial of a worker. Apparently he's a super serial person in real life. He's like, I forgot who they were talking to, but they said, who's like the least nerdy person in the locker room. And someone was like, definitely Alberto Del Rio. Like, I don't know what he's into, but he doesn't, he like he doesn't care about movies he or video games or comics or anything like that like he's basically like he really was like a high society type person I'm like that's boring that he was one...
1: wrestling like his daddy and his uncle and his grandfather
0: <laughs> pretty much yeah he was uh what was his uh what was his masked gimmick name again I always forget it was Dos Caras Junior Dos Caras that's right I almost said Blue Demon Jr. I'm like, that's wrong. <laughs> that's very wrong. It was Two-Face Jr. Two-Face Jr. D- Jr. I
1: think there's actually now an L-E-O, Del, Del Dos Carlos. I think he has like a brother that's also in there now.
0: I think you're right. I think you are correct. There's and I'm- he
1: took the mask so seriously, he did an MMA fight, and he got it okay to wear the mask. So he got like knocked out in like 15 seconds.
0: Here comes Antonio Del Rio. That would be the brother getting signed. Wait, you're related to Alberto Del Rio? Well, shit, we gotta capitalize on that. The uh, Mexican aristocrat. I actually kind of liked that gimmick. I thought it made sense because apparently he really was kind of living it. And to me, it was it was sort of like the JBL thing. You hated him because he was a rich, snobbish asshole who looked down on you, which is a very easy heel to get over. And I think he played the role pretty well. And his in-ring talent was good. Like, he wasn't a bad worker, but he was just, from everything I've heard about the guy, he was just a real pain in the fucking ass. So, well, I heard CM Punk really liked him, but CM Punk also has a reputation for being a huge pain in the ass. So, maybe the two things are not mutually exclusive.
1: Yeah, birds of a feather, right? You either Bird? get along yeah, for a life or you fucking hate each other immediately.
0: Basically, yeah. so we got some wrestling to talk about this week a decent amount of stuff happened we've got pay-per-views coming up which is pretty nuts Uh, so real quick let me go ahead and hype up all the stuff you can listen to on ckcc radio my brand new podcast the nerd table the pilot episode now available we will be a little bit more on the nerd table later on on this episode but you can check that out now of course there's real paranormal talk and ranking tracks with jeff Trellowitz. in fact the latest ranking tracks now available Features Dan Peck. What? It does. I don't
1: remember doing that. No, I do. I did that last week.
0: Wouldn't that be nuts if you actually forgot? <laughs> Dan Shin, who just... Oh no, that would no. Shin remembers too many stupid things. You would be image then. Yeah, Dan. You'd be Dan Image because you Joey. You literally forgot what you did last week. Uh, of course. Jay Bunny's Music Hub with Jason Shin. He's been having some computer issues. That's why there hasn't been a new backlog episode out yet. But as soon as he can get me those episodes, I'll have them uploaded. We got a
1: computer issue. Here's a computer tissue. Uh,
0: Tuesday, uh, a week from this upcoming Tuesday, as we record this, will be your next edition of Motivational Moves with Adrian Cotton. Get ready for your September with Mr. Cotton. The Bored to Death Binge Cast, still producing new episodes every single week. If you guys are big into anime, they've been on a big anime kick lately with the shows they've been binging. Of course, you've got the Race Nerd Podcast with Mr. Matt Hardman, loyal fan of this show. And then, of course, the Stupid Sexy Podcast with the two of us reviewing Every Simpsons Ever. New episodes should be coming out this weekend. And I have been making progress on my next Chris Franks the Universe where I will rank every one of Undertaker's WrestleMania matches. And boy, oh boy, are some of them trash. There will be quite a bit of burying. But since I'm still making progress there and I don't have a set schedule as to when, just as just a reminder, if you guys would like to join me on that episode, please let me know and we'll have a whole roundtable discussion. One of the seats has already been claimed by Mr. Dan Peck. Oh, I did that. Okay. You did? Yeah, he
1: doesn't have a good one until, like, Kane, right? <laughs> <laughs> I like gonna, the first six are bad.
0: <laughs> I'm not going to give anything away, but you're not very far off, so. <laughs> I'm also recording this episode in the new office, which was formerly the old office, I have my little Mega Man figurine next to the computer. I have a TV set up next to my computer with my uh, my RetroPie hooked up to that. So all my vintage games are within arm's reach right now. I got all of my Nintendo and Super Nintendo and Game Boy stuff still hooked up there. I got to work on the uh, Game Boy Advance and Sega Genesis. I've been kind of ignoring that lately with the whole move happening. But now that the office is getting set up again, I'll... Uh, I think I'll start making some progress there, start putting some of the old Sega classics on the RetroPie. I do have N64 games on there, but N64 games don't emulate well, so that's going to be a case-by-case basis. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take the N64 and hook that up to the TV itself, and then that way uh, I'll have vintage gaming on that too, and I don't have to worry about emulation.
1: Watch a Virtua, play Virtua
0: Pro Wrestling too. Maybe I will. All right. So last week's trivia question was: What was the main event of the first episode of TNA Impact? Do you remember? I'm looking at it right now, bro. I remember watching it. Was that on oh, Fox Sports Yeah. Was that the, was that the tag team match with what's his face? uh ugh, America's Most Everybody
1: Wanted. Everybody dies. No, that was actually in the middle of the show. The main event, I believe, was for the Exhibition Championship. It was well, it was a three way with a special guest fourth person, I believe it was touted. But the actual match was Chris Saban, Primetime Elix Skipper. Uh what was his name at this point? It says Shane, so I guess it's Michael Shane. And AJ Styles was the champion.
0: Uh yeah, I remember four I remember Michael Shane.
1: And they changed his name to Bat- Matt Van Lee.
0: Yep, I remember that too. So his name is Shane Michaels. Isn't that why they actually called him Michael Shane because of his yeah. real life cousin? Because he's, co- he's Shawn Michaels' cousin. My cousin.
1: Wanna go bowling?
0: I don't got time for your shit, Roman.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, is if you do the the ending where Roman dies. You kind of miss the random phone calls
0: <laughs> after a bit. Yeah, but I do not do that ending. I let the girl die. I couldn't let Roman you let, die. You
1: let your fucking love of your life die? And the sister of your best friend? I mean... Tisk, Tisk.
0: Perhaps I did.
1: Packy's sister. <laughs> I want to talk yeah. about... GTA 4 bragging, I did the fucking uh, heist first try. Suck it, bitches. Apparently it's the hardest mission in the whole fucking game because there's the part where you're just running into the subway and there's just cops everywhere. I fucking made it, dude. You All you had part. to do was follow the damn train, CJ. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I love love those games. Can't wait for number six. To be nuts, I've also heard a really cool rumor that uh, number six is going to consist of possibly going to like 1960s London. That'd be interesting. We well, have had that
1: since the expansion on the first GTA,
0: yeah. It'd be interesting, the London
1: 69 or something like that. Nice, um, nice. Anyway, the next trivia question is what was the opening match in that same first episode of Impact?
0: oh yeah i think i yeah i I think i actually mentioned that they go to commercial like immediately it pissed me off
1: it's an atomico's match so you got some work to do you gotta name me eight fucking people bro name the eight (laughs) people (laughs) brah all
0: right bras we got i think it's atomico's maybe it's trios we got quite a bit of news to talk about this week uh Let's start yeah, I didn't with... even compile
1: it this week because I was busy doing an RPG. I right, so like, really... log on and you have a million
0: things. So, first of things first, of course, the uh, TakeOver, Triple X, and SummerSlam are right around the corner here. They're actually happening... Tomorrow at... and the next day. Yes, as we record this, because we're recording on a Friday.
1: Bro, in the Thunderdome!
0: Hell yeah, we're going to talk about that. <clears throat> You're going to watch TakeOver tomorrow and watch Pat McAfee kick the soul out of a human being. I actually am looking forward to watching the TakeOver because I like TakeOvers. That's still a a highlight of modern wrestling for me. And the card doesn't look that bad either. They have a pre-show match, which is going to be a triple threat tag team match to determine the number one contenders for the NXT Tag Team Championship. The teams are Breezango, Oni Larkin and Danny Burch, and... Legado del Fantasma, which is Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza. And the Tag Team Champions are Imperium of... uh... Yes, who've been having trouble.
1: Fabian Eichner
0: and what's his face? Marcel Bartel.
1: Marcel Bartel. It used to be Axel Dieter Jr.
0: I don't really like the name Marcel Bartel. I'm also not big on Fabian Eichner, but I think that's his real name, so I'm going to let that one slide. Your name sucks. <laughs> Your real name is awful. But we got a pretty decent card here. I think the Adam Cole-Pat McAfee match will actually deliver because Adam Cole is one of the greatest workers currently. He's one of the top ten workers currently wrestling, active wrestlers. And then
1: since I watch Pat McAfee's show every day, like I know he's really taking it seriously. Like He brings it up every segment of his show. Like He talks about it. Every time he can. And they showed a video of him in his ring. Getting ready, taking bumps, looking clean. Doing fucking moonsaults and shit. I think he's probably going to be the best. He's also in the best uh, shape of his entire life. Even more than when he was playing football. So. Because he literally was getting in wedding shape. And then. That Wednesday during his honeymoon was when this all physically kicked off. (laughs) So, um, yeah, he's, I think he's going to be one of the best uh, celebrity in-ring people they probably ever have. I would be, I
0: would be totally down with getting back to wedding shape. That was seven years ago, seven and a half years ago now. So, yeah, uh, I am I am in seven years of marriage shape right now, which is significantly worse than <laughs> it was in 2013. But that's to be expected, I guess. I have high hopes for this match, and I think it'll deliver. I think it'll be very entertaining. Of course, we have Io Shirai taking on Dakota Kai. That's for the NXT Women's Championship. And this could be Dakota Kai's big moment because Raquel Gonzalez has been her her heater. And she's, she'll have an out, easily, like Io will have an out if she loses the title. So if she, they're going to take the belt off her for any reason, like maybe to call her up to fill the void that Kyrie Sane's leaving, this would be a good time to do it.
1: And Dakota Kai, last, just last weekend, was on part of a stream to benefit the Canadian Cancer Society. She played some Fall Guys, along with Evil Uno and Colt Cabana.
0: Oh, can you explain what Fall Guys is for people like me and Joey Image who keep hearing about it but don't really know?
1: Okay, so it is... it has got a big appeal, I can tell that. It is a series of games. You start with 60 players, if you can fill up. Usually it ends up between, like, 55 and 60. Um, And you go through a series of obstacle courses and games until there's only one winner at the end. And it's just so fucking good.
0: What do you play as?
1: you like these little jelly bean people. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, um, it kind of looks like, uh, was it uh, Human Fall Flat or whatever it's called or whatever. Look, look kind of like that.
0: Okay.
1: You're like these weird jelly bean people who have short legs and longish arms. And you just run, jump, grab, dive your way through obstacle courses and games.
0: Oh, God, Until aren't...
1: only one person stands tall and a couple of days ago that one person was me at one point because I have a victory For Fall Guys. There you go. we are playing with the Supercard team? Yeah, I've been doing some streams
0: occasionally with some of my
1: Supercard boys. Excellent.
0: Uh, we have Finn Balor taking on Timothy Thatcher which will be a really good match to get Timothy Thatcher over because he's got a He's actually kind of rising for the, uh... Through NXT. He's, on, he's an on-the-rise star, so... Let's hope... And Finn's
1: there to put over new people.
0: Yeah. Because like, uh, like they've said about Finn Balor, he did his art, he's here to do his money work. So he no- he's got no problem putting people over now. And he does it really well. You have the, uh... Vacant NXT North American Championship, you got the five-man ladder match, and three of them are big rising stars in NXT, Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, and Cameron Grimes, and then of course you've got the vets, Johnny Gargano and Velveteen Dream. So it'll be a really good mix, mix match of people there. I don't think Gargano or Dream are going to be your winner, I think they're going to go with one of the, new, the newer talents. Cameron Grimes. Actually, that's who I'm predicting it'll be will be Cameron Grimes.
1: Former tech team I, partner and manager Everett.
0: I would say Grimes or Reed are the, most, are the most likely to go over here. And because people have asked, I'll go ahead and address it, the Velveteen Dream stuff. I know there's a lot of damning evidence against him, but if he really has his name cleared and no wrongdoing was suspected, then I think we should move on from that. Again, my opinion... I'm not saying he didn't do it, but unless he's completely convicted, then you really should give him the benefit of the doubt because, you know, the accuser thing. But again, I don't know. It's not my business to know these things. Anyway. Uh, Keith Lee versus Karrion Cross is your NXT championship match. I think it's probably too soon to take the belt off of Keith Lee, so I have a feeling there'll be some major fuckery involved here. Well, but, it's this... Be a but this is gonna be a big carrying cross showcase, and he's been a thorn in Keith Lee's side for a while, and of course Scarlet's like doing the supernatural thing right now. Yeah, you Which... got an
1: issue looking at the dumpy black guy, there's one of the hottest
0: women of all time looking to me sitting and standing ringside the whole time, so <laughs> That's your takeover card, which looks much better than your SummerSlam summer, card. Summerfest? Also inside the Thunderdome. The Thunderdome. Yeah, we should talk about that real quick. WWE Thunderdome. They basically have fans on FaceTime all over the arena.
1: Yeah, they're saying they're going to do it like the NBA's one, but it's going to work better. Because the NBA thing issue is the lag. So they'll like players will do something cool on offense and the fans will then it they'll be back on defense before the fans are acknowledging yeah. what happened.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> they'll be like, "Yeah!
1: Yeah! Yeah!" and you're like, "Oh shit, they hate us." <laughs> uh,
0: I also did hear that everything is on a 30 second delay because uh Sean Calvin, who I work with in the Indies up here, he uh he was part of the beta test. And he said he kept getting kicked off for wearing a South Park shirt, so he changed into a plain black T-shirt, and then they let him on. But the big thing I heard was that there's a 30-second delay going on so they can screen people. So I have a feeling that's going to be possibly the same. Uh, We're recording this on a Friday afternoon instead of the usual Friday evening, so SmackDown hasn't aired yet, but I think when it's on... Or at least after it records. I might have to try and watch it just to see what this looks like.
1: So, uh, Corey Graves was on Pat McAfee show yesterday after, like, the radio portion. And, um, he was talking about how he, he told Michael Cole that he'll dress up as Tina Turner if he dresses up, too.
0: <laughs> That's awesome.
1: He's like, hey, I'll, I'll do the Tina Turner.
0: <laughs> yeah. You you gotta dress up as something too. (laughs) I'd be actually be okay with that because it's it's funny. All
1: right,
0: I don't know what I think about this card, but I'll just run it down. What I see here: Uh, Street Profits are defending the titles against Andrade and Angel Garza, which will probably be a really good match. I don't think I really care who comes out there. I don't give two craps about Bianca Belair. And if you have an issue, we know Vegas are going to be right there. Exactly. Uh, the The Drew McIntyre Randy Orton match will probably be pretty good. Yeah, I think Drew motivates Orton to have a good match. Well, I think Orton does have really good matches. It's just that he uh, he's not he's not the guy to carry someone to an exciting match, but he's a good storyteller, so he'll still have good matches. Uh, Apollo Cruz and MVP are doing that whole which one's really the U.S. champ angle. And Lashley and Shelton are both banned from ringside, so that stable ain't happening. Of course, you have the Dominic Mysterio and Seth Rollins street fight. That'll be a thing that'll happen. With all those lashes he took, what was the number? Jeez, oh, I don't it's remember. 37 in a row? 30, 37?
1: I think it was something crazy. It was, like, 37 or... Like, it was a meme number, I'm pretty sure. Dominic Mysterio's lashes. Of course, that was, like, a week and a half ago now, so I have well, to really a, scroll through.
0: It's a street fight, so they'll be fuckery, so Dominic will probably win and give Seth the out.
1: I saw a preview of his gear, and it, this looks like like a, a slightly different take on Ray's iconic... uh logos and stuff.
0: That's actually pretty cool. I like that. All right. <laughs> Asuka's facing both Sasha and Bailey for the respective championships.
1: So if she beats one of them, she wins their
0: belt. Right, but she's and she's facing both of them with the idea she's going to walk out with both belts. So what I think is going to happen is because the real shenanery, the real fuckery was with Sasha and the raw title. I think Sasha's going to win her match clean and keep the belt, and then Asuka's going to screw over Bailey by taking. Oh, her she's belt. got
1: two separate matches. Of, yeah, yeah. Of, like, a weird three-way or something.
0: No, yeah, it's two separate matches. So I think Sasha's going to keep the belt because that's where the fuckery is. Bailey's going to lose her belt, and then what's going to happen is that's going to be the official implosion between Sasha and Bailey. Because Sasha shouldn't actually be the champ, whereas Bailey earned hers. So Sasha will end up earning it while Bailey loses hers, and that's gonna cause the implosion. I think that would create the most interesting storyline at least.
1: Especially if Bailey shows up and helps Sasha win, and then Sasha's not there to help Bailey. Oh,
0: that would be even better.
1: Yeah, there you go.
0: Yeah. That's why I'm the Booker Man. That's which means it's not gonna happen, because that would be interesting. Uh, <laughs> Mandy Rose, Sonya DeVille, Hair versus Hair yeah how dare they fucking shave Tony Deville within a
1: week of a major happening in her life?
0: Oh leave the gone. poor girl alone well mandy Rose just changed her hairstyle, so maybe that's maybe it's gonna be her maybe she's gonna get the what's the the
1: famous thing where like for a while older wrestlers were getting it because they were starting to bald, so they were gonna start doing like a a real game thing, anyway, so they have to shave their head anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: They so, did like Zabisco once upon a time. Well, if you're going to shave your head anyway, let's make it, let's draw some money.
0: Draw some money, bruh. Draw that money.
1: Well, no, I, I just see Mr. McMahon being like, she's a lesbian anyway. She doesn't need to attract anybody. <laughs>
0: Oh, God. Well, it'll probably be interesting. And then, of course, you have Strowman versus the Fiend, and apparently they're doing a double turn. Well,
1: it's one year of the Fiend, my friends.
0: It's... Well, no, what I've heard is that uh, Braun actually started turning heel while the Fiend started turning face, and they're doing, like, a double turn angle. So, I don't...
1: Look, I only remember two successful double turns ever.
0: And one of them was more
1: was like pretty recent. was it like the Dolphin Miz or something? And it actually really worked out. And then of course they just gave up on both of them.
0: Well, I still we all know I what the we all know what the best double turn of all time was. Austin and Fred. Oh, So cool. Best one of all time. So yeah, um, we'll talk about it either next week. Mm, probably, we'll probably still keep up what we were doing. We'll probably do a, a retro show on the VIP show and save that discussion for the free show, just because I don't think right now that stuff warrants its own episode of VIP, and I'm enjoying the vintage stuff a lot more, so... Let's, uh, we'll just stick with that. So, yeah, the, uh, the Sonya Deville stalker thing, which, actually, that news broke shortly after we were done recording. It was, like, the day after... We recorded, so we didn't get to talk about that. But this freaking yeah. fan was stalking her for like eight months and snuck into her house with weapons, with the intention of holding her hostage for whatever reason. Scared somebody in the house. It wasn't Sonya. I don't know who it was, but uh, somebody in the house.
1: Where it is, Mandy was there. I mean, they've been roommates since they both signed.
0: Yeah. I've also heard that it might have been Sonya's mother.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: But, yeah, somebody got spooked, called the police. The guy idiot was still in the house when they arrived. Yeah, 20 minutes later. He didn't even attempt to flee. Jeez. And as a direct result of Sonya Deville's stalker, there is now a no-touching rule, in effect, for when you meet the women in wrestling and WWE because, you know... No touching. So that Antonio guy who got the Only fan, the Only OnlyFans, Jesus... The cameo for Alexa Bliss. <laughs> Imagine if she had an OnlyFans. She'd be friggin' even richer. So that guy's probably super disappointed because... Now he can't... Now he can't take a prom picture with her. Those prom pictures are creepy AF. Creepy AF. I, I hate them. I would never even think about taking a picture like that. I don't know. It's It's weird. Shit like that's weird to me. But I am also i also consider myself to be a pretty normal guy when it comes to women.
1: Yeah, awkward as fuck. <laughs> the fact that I got in the line to begin with was the biggest, just one of the most gutsiest things I've done in a long
0: time. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so <laughs> screw that. Screw that noise. But I'm very happy that Sonya is okay. And I'm happy that these sort of methods are being taken. But if anybody listening to the show actually is involved with wrestling or anything like that, please do yourself a big favor and stop acknowledging these people on Twitter whose handles are your name. You know, like, Sonia DeVille number one fan is the Twitter handle, and the picture is Sonia DeVille. Like, I always see them retweeting those types of people, and that drives me nuts because all you're doing is enabling those people. Those are the creep. Pe- like, my Twitter handle is my name, and it's a picture of me. My Twitter I, is it's my identity. You know, it's like I said the same thing about. And I know we we don't get into politics on this show, but it is a relative a relevant topic. The people whose like Twitter handles are. Trump or Biden and it's like a picture of them. And it's like, so your your individual identity is officially tied into the person running for president. Like, I, I don't know, that doesn't make sense to me. It, and I've been one of those guys who've said it before like on social media, I can't stand when someone's profile picture isn't of them. But I've also said that like, if it's your kid or your pet or something, that's different because that's part of your identity. But like, like my Discord avatar is Sasha Banks, and that's terrible. That's stupid, and I'm fully—I'm gonna fully own that.
1: Mine's the same picture of me as it is on
0: Facebook. It's just one of those things, you know. Like, and I can understand like if it's like a, a nice sunset or flowers, things like that doesn't bother me. But stop making it other freaking people that like. Don't let your identity get swept up in that.
1: The random week in December where they're like Pokemon, but your favorite Pokemon.
0: I never understood that one either, but again, at least that's something that...
1: Yeah, bitch, I'm putting a picture of Charizard on there.
0: Because that's your favorite. Original Fireboy, dude. You got it. OG Fireboy? (laughs) I prefer Charmander to Charizard because he's cuter. He's less powerful, but he's cuter. I prefer Squirtle to Blastoise, and I prefer Bulbasaur to Venusaur. And I prefer all of them to all of their middle forms. Cause you just gonna shit on fucking... Ivysaur, War Turtle, and Charmeleon? I just did. Charmeleon, dude. <laughs> I just did! Shit right on Charmeleon? Because the originals, the, the original forms are the cutest things, and the final forms are badass looking and powerful. That's
1: the fucking Pokemon thing, right? It's just, like... There's the awkward teenage stage.
0: I mean, some of them aren't bad. Some of them aren't bad. I like Dragonair. Dragonair Dragonair's a good one. I like Machoke before he becomes Goro. When he's just... He looks regular. Like a regular buff boy. And then he goes full on Goro and gets four arms. You like to get Machoke during the sex, we get it. (laughs) You know, Weepin' Bell is where it gets awkward. That thing's a flashlight. It is. <laughs> All right. Are we still on impact?
1: Uh, no, we haven't even talked about impact. Now <laughs> since the uh, trivia, hey, you, you can save like a champion on WWE Shop. Save twenty percent off titles and forty percent off
0: tees. Oh, good. Now we're great gear
1: for SummerSlam with up to forty percent off.
0: Great. Now we're advertising don't even got
1: that at We'll do nothing.
0: Hey, might have an ad. Might have an actual sponsor on the nerd table. Jeez. Yeah. So, well I want to we'll talk about that a little bit later on. I'm going to do a hype portion of it and talk about some fandom stuff. That'll be kind of fun. Uh other news. Renee Young is leaving the WWE. Uh this is something I don't think any of us were really surprised about. Because once Moxley left, we all figured it would be a matter of time.
1: Well, they've been treating her like shit, apparently, the entire time for this entire year, intervening year.
0: Also, from what I understand, they were always making her do stuff she didn't have a lot of interest in doing. Like, she she wanted to do the backstage announcing, and they're like, we want you to do commentary. And she's like, okay, I'm not really, that's not really my thing, but I'll do it. And then they're like, oh, you're really good. And then she got, she got into it, and then they took her off of it. Like, I could understand that being really frustrating. Like, she's coming around on her opinion of commentary, and then they just remove her from it. That would frustrate the living hell out of me.
1: And, you know, we're seeing all the farewells from people, and they're all pretty much saying the same thing, that she could do pretty much whatever she wants. She's that good, and at this point, she's that known. And then everyone's just like, LOL, AEW.
0: Yeah, well, that's the other thing. For all the crap that I, I say about AEW, they do let people do what they want. So if she goes there and she's like, I'm coming in, but I want to do this, they're going to let her do it.
1: See, and, and and now I'm getting seeing a lot of the people being like, it's just WWE cast-offs. And I'm like, well, WWE, WWE's hired fucking everybody in the last 10 years. What the fuck are they going to hire? Somebody that at one point worked at WWE.
0: Yeah, I I actually do hate that mentality. Um, like I, they they have a, a super bloated roster to the point where
1: they had to start televising their their fucking, uh, developmental company.
0: Yeah, it's true. Yeah, my the big thing was I remember I used to say that crap about Impact a lot, but my. My problem with Impact was that whenever they'd bring in a WWE guy, they would just try to capitalize on them for ratings and they would ignore their homegrown talent instead of using those people to try and elevate people. AEW is actually doing that. What did they do with Chris Jericho? They freaking aligned him with Sammy Guevara and LAX to elevate those guys. What did they do with Hangman Adam Page? They put him with the vice presidents of the company who brought in the hardcore fans who followed them. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Like, that's what they're doing. And now he
1: is one of their most over guys.
0: Now you've like, got... Right. Yeah, and they just had Darby Allin work a program with Jon Moxley to put him over. Like, they are using those people. Yes, they're using them to get the ratings, which is what Impact was doing, and they should. I still think that... The, I think that Jericho was the right decision, but I don't... And I think having Moxley get a run as the champ was also a good decision. But I think they should let MJF get that run and put a homegrown talent on top who wasn't really known before AEW, unless you were following MLW, and let him get a run as the champ and put him in a couple of feuds with people, a couple of people that will put him over big time, like Cody, because they've got the storyline history, um, maybe have him go over Chris Jericho because Jericho, I'm sure, would be happy to put him over. And then when you finally do take the belt off him, you put it on someone like Hangman Adam Page. Uh, it seems like that makes sense to me.
1: Well, that pay per view is in two weeks. Well, MJF gets a shot at John and Marcos Lee
0: and the uh, title. And Britt Baker's got a match against question marks.
1: <laughs> so. and then nothing else has been announced. Of course, they're in the... Because the NBA playoffs are, you know, this late in the year. They're having to deal with
0: preemptions and stuff right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why they have Dynamite actually on against TakeOver, which...
1: Yeah, this week, which is... Uh, the Next week, take the, their show is, like, I think, early. And then, like, the next week, their show is later. But this week, because it's the first round and there's games every day, yeah, they got pushed to Saturday at, like, 8...
0: Yeah, I still personally would uh, I still personally wouldn't go up against a takeover because takeovers do really good numbers. They're the highest I think they're like the highest rated things on the network are takeover specials. Gotta be. But, again, you know that's uh, I You don't do think what you gotta do that's, that's when Turner can get you in. But, hey, at least they weren't stupid enough to try and go up against the UFC pay-per-view. That they that would have failed miserably because UFC has always. Last week.
1: UFC... Last week was one of one of the best cards that they put on in a long time.
0: Yeah, and that would have been a huge mistake. Plus, UFC historically does draw better than wrestling. So.
1: And how you get UFC is fucking stupid as shit. You have to subscribe to ESPN Plus, which means you're already paying for that. Then you got to pay like the forty fifty bucks for the freaking pay per view on top of that.
0: It's fucking stupid as fuck. But you know what? The one thing I will say is that is actually positive. They don't run every fucking month like wrestling does.
1: Uh, they're running a couple times a month, except for like the some of the shows are just like free. But and I meant yeah.
0: like they don't expect you to to buy a major pay per view once a month and give you shit cards. They actually do build that stuff up and make you want to buy it.
1: Well, because of the uh, the way it is, where if you're a top fighter, you only get two fights a year. If you're lucky, maybe three. Uh, and then there's so many divisions, right? Because with, with the weight classes. and you're, Every numbered UFC event is going to have at least one title match. Right? Yeah, it's absolutely. Making that title match worth it, and then make one or two undercard matches interesting.
0: And you're good. All righty. Um, some other quick news regarding WWE stuff. Uh, Johnny Gargano got dropped on his head.
1: Yeah, he did. Oh, Way too soon for that, Pop.
0: That was <laughs> That's very ugly. Uh, John, John Cena is still out there granting wishes. Visiting terminally ill children in Florida, despite the pandemic. Just, again, proving that... And now he's
1: the one wearing the mask.
0: Yeah. Well, even if you're not a Cena guy, you gotta respect the man. Especially he's doing it now, dude. Like, holy shit. Ton of respect. Mad respect for John Cena. And then uh, an interesting little tidbit that was posted in our group. uh, Miro, former Rusev, appeared on Ryback's podcast. And apparently Vince told him... That everybody chanting Rusev Day were doing it to mock him. Which is decisively not the case. I was
1: saying (laughs) Boo-Earns.
0: So yeah. Um, In some AEW news, we have some pretty funny Jericho stuff here. Uh, Jericho made a comment on his podcast that when you think of ladder matches, you immediately think of the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers. And I don't think that's the case because they had a ladder match but I don't think that's the ladder match people think of. When people think of ladder matches, I'm pretty sure they think of, like, Sean and Razor and, like, TLC matches. When you hear ladder match, Dan, what do you think of? Who comes to mind? I probably think of, like,
1: TLC. No, I think of the first money in the bank.
0: Okay, well, there you go. I understand that Jericho's doing it because it's the company and he's trying to hype him up and get people talking about it. But I kind of wish he wouldn't say things that are, like, decisively wrong. Nobody's thinking of that as, like, a quintessential ladder match. They think it's a good match. I've seen a lot of people say they thought it was a very good match, but yeah.
1: It probably just got replayed this week or next week, right? Because they're showing last year's All on, uh, YouTubes. On the YouTubes, they showed first half of it on Wednesday, and they showed the second half next Wednesday, I think. So you can check that out on the YouTubes.
0: Oh my god, and then the the funniest thing I saw was freaking uh, cause, of course, I follow Cornette's podcast, and he's, he, he trashes AEW a little too much at times, but he does say a bunch of stuff that I do agree with about their product. One of the big critiques has always been that they present a very raw nitro like product, which does not present an alternative for me. It looks too much like Monday night raw for my taste, which is my biggest problem with dynamite. But so Jericho has just had, had enough of Cornette saying bad things about AEW So he has officially instigated a ban from Cornette from watching AEW programming from here on out. And the best part was the Twitter people were just like, oh, it's about time. He shouldn't shouldn't be allowed to watch that. And everybody's like, how are you planning on enforcing it? Everybody knows Jericho just said it to be funny. (laughs) But like, I can't believe people took that seriously. Like, He's actually going to enforce it. Like he's going
1: to have some way for, like, Cornette's cable company to just block the channel for those two
0: hours every week? Dude, I I said when I read that, I think I, I, think I might have tweeted it, too. I was like, I would mark out if Jericho filmed a segment on Dynamite where he was dressed like a cable repairman and <laughs> looking to snip the cable for Cornett's house. I'd freaking laugh about that. Uh you know he's a funny guy. He Especially always... if they
1: can get like somewhere in town where you could just barely see like the hill house on or whatever.
0: Yeah. Uh we got some In other wrestling news, uh the second ever Ring of Honor champion, Xavier, has sadly passed away. And that one came as a big hit to a lot of my friends in wrestling, many of whom got the chance to work with him on shows, so I'm very sorry about that loss, guys. The uh, Buff Bagwell, not doing well after a serious car accident, on the 16th, so it would have been this past Sunday, apparently he took a turn too heavy and crashed his... I think they said he was driving a Chevy Tahoe. He hit, like, the median, a metal gate, and then came to a stop in, like, a standing bathroom by a bus station. They said he was on a heavy influence of prescription medication and his injuries were considered to be serious. Uh, I hope he's doing okay. Haven't heard an update since, but as they say, no news can be good news. Chances
1: are he was... didn't feel a thing.
0: Yeah, that's odd. And then the FBI is attempting to seize the home of Ted DiBiase Jr.
1: I had heard there was like a big embezzlement thing going on with like one of the family's charities or something like that like a year or so ago
0: yeah i've heard that too so that kind of wraps up that news uh but we're not done yet of course dan new jap dan is gonna tell us some new japan news it's time
1: for the New Japan segment. There's not a whole lot to talk about because they're just in the middle of a tour right now. But there is the Friday night show in New Japan Strong, and there's some stuff going on there we'll talk about. But uh, first of all, we'll talk about Maine in Japan people. And Gabriel Kidd has a neck injury, so he's just going to be off for the, uh, I think it said, the Kuroken Hall part of this summer struggle tour. So he'll just be taking a handful of shows off, and he'll probably be okay and be back. Uh, In New Japan Strong News, which is the USA show again on uh, Friday night with, uh, uh, I think, actually they brought back uh, um, Kozlov. Alex Kozlov is back doing some commentary, with, uh, and he's doing it with uh, Kevin Kelly, that's like your commentary team. But uh, the final for the New Japan Cup, USA winner getting the U.S. title match against Moxley at some point, which I'm going to guess AEW is going to let him just do it on that show at some point, I'm guessing. Uh, But it's David Finley Jr. and Kenta. Uh, I fully expect Kenta to win, but maybe they have plans for David Finley Jr. I don't know. We've been talking about a lot of juniors lately. Junior? We named the dog David. Ha! I was like, no, you didn't, because your name, Dad, your name's David, and we <laughs> named me after you. Also, Jay White returns on New Japan Strong tonight. So, David Finley versus Kenta for the New Japan Cup USA and Jay White's return to in-ring action are tonight, Friday, New Japan Strong on New Japan World.
0: New Japan
1: Stong. and things are going to kick up next weekend, right? Because next weekend is the Summer Struggle main show at the baseball at the baseball field, and they're doing the King of Pro Wrestling thing, where it's this weird non-title title. It's just they picked like eight guys, and each one of them is picking a rule set to use, so you can see a New Japan ladder match, possibly. They're all picking a match type, and the fans get to pick matchup by matchup which one of the guys' match type they want to do, and they'll do that match. So that's, like, the last Kurokin Hall show, I think, on the 26th. And then they'll do those four matches, and then the last two guys will have a match at the Summer show. And it's, like, a title that's not a title, and then whoever is the quote-unquote champion at the end of the year gets a trophy. Sounds awesome. It's like like an interesting dynamic.
0: But I'm guessing next
1: year it's going to be like right away, like right at New Year's Dash or whatever, they're going to be like, here's your champion. And like the whole year we're going through, guys fighting like crazy weird matches, two out of three falls matches, death death matches, occasional ladder match, maybe even a cage match, like shit that doesn't happen in New Japan. But there'll be, like, one of these matches, like, every couple months. So it's special. It'll actually mean something. And then at the end of the year, whoever the king of pro wrestling is will get the trophy and everything.
0: It's interesting. The, uh... One thing I was just thinking about was the fact that I'm pretty sure they're going to use that, uh... That U.S. title to basically be the New Japan Strong top-tier belt, right? Because it's kind of the only belt that they've got over there.
1: Yeah, I mean, who knows? All I mean, because they they have announced, they did announce. I mean, we talked about last week. They did announce the G one starting in mid September. I'm hope, I'm guessing they think they can get some people over to Japan. Well, there you go. Um, I mean, that's what I mean. That's what I would be waiting for if I was charged. Be waiting for the people over. Um, Of course, they got to come like a week or two weeks early and get past all the protocols, right? Yeah. So, um, that's what I'm hoping they can get some people over. Otherwise, you might see like young lions in the G1 or something.
0: God. Imagine. I don't know. Alrighty, so we're going to give some shout-outs to our wonderful patrons at Club Kayfabe including those in the shout-out tier, which would be Glenn, Adrian, Jeff, and Jay. We thank you guys for your continued patronage. Dan, tell everybody what we got going on in this week's VIP show. This week on the VIP,
1: there's a party in the VIP. Um, We're going to be covering a New Japan show that is supposedly the show that Eric Bischoff saw in person, he was actually ringside because there was WWE presence on the show. That during that show, he got the idea for the NWO.
0: What was the name of that show?
1: The right, name of that show was Kiss My Ass. Uh, I don't remember off the top of my head because I don't have <laughs> the links anymore. <laughs> Battle Formation 1996. It was a Tokyo Dome show.
0: I like how it was Kiss My Ass. Battle Formation nineteen ninety six. I keep I kept blanking on that name myself too, but yeah, it was uh the show that inspired the creation of the NWO, so that'll be on this week's VIP show. Plus the I usual- didn't
1: realize that Eric Bischoff was sitting there at ringside the entire time until there's one point where you it gets drawn attention to it because some scumbag WCW wrestler complains to him after a match. <laughs> And then he has to stand up and tell the guy to fucking leave. Uh, and that guy's name is Lex Luger. We'll talk about
0: that on the VIP. Plus, we've got some rap videos, and we've been uh, throwing a music video at each other to watch, too. Oh, that your choice this week, too. So. I got a couple of ideas. I haven't actually decided yet, but I have a few ideas that I think will be really good. Alrighty, so with all that said, I'd like to give a big shout out to my new podcast, The Nerd Table. And I know people are gonna be like, "Oh, it's just gonna be a big plug," but hear me out on this, guys, because we're gonna we're gonna have some nerd discussions with this. <clears throat> um, this was the single biggest uh, debut for any show on CKCC Radio thus far, and is officially the most popular show on the channel all time that even includes shows that are no longer there. So it's really crazy how popular the show took off. And I want to give a big thank you to Eric for that because Eric of course was a huge influence on getting that show's popularity to really connect with everyone here. Uh, We have a lot of stuff, fun stuff lined up for it, but you check out the pilot episode. Basically what we did was we just kind of talked about our fandoms and things we liked and, went on a couple of tangents here. The, uh, of course the pineapple on pizza discussion got brought up cause we, we both like food, but what I kind of wanted to do real quick is just kind of talk to Dan about some of his big fandoms and stuff that he's into. So, oh, yeah. so yeah, the, the big subjects were things like movies, shows, games, books, music, sports, even food. Um, so, just right off the top of your head, even among all those topics, what are some fandoms you think that you're really, really big into, other than the obvious things like wrestling and Dungeons and Dragons, which we all know you're big into? Jeez, um, like what are you're
1: talking about? Like overall, I mean, like I always considered myself a Star Wars uh, filthy cash. But I guess I'm semi-hardcore because I played a lot of the video games and I'm watching freaking Clone Wars, right? Like, there's something there. Uh, and I'm like, I'm a deep Star Trek fan, but I've seen all but one movie and I've seen original series, animated series, Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, and Voyager. So this is like, that's a lot. <laughs> The Star Trek thing.
0: Yeah, I know you're. That's it. if we ever do an episode on the nerd table about Star Trek, I'd like to have you on because you'll be able to carry a lot more of that conversation than I could because uh, you've seen way more than me.
1: And I'm running an RPG.
0: Well there <laughs> you go.
1: RPG. played it yesterday. Did it yesterday. Oh man.
0: Which I oh. actually would probably enjoy that. Mm-hmm. What about uh, what about TV shows?
1: oh man this the thing it's like I've seen a lot I've seen quite a few shows all the way through
0: do you have any particular favorites that stick out to you something that you can always go back and watch uh, well one of the ones that I, I could just
1: at any point just go back to is Arrested Development okay because I've done it I watched the first season like 20 times probably nice 'Cause just pop the DVD in. Illusion, Michael. A trick is something a whore does for money. Or cocaine. <laughs> uh What about them video games? I like the video games. But yeah. I'll play almost anything, that's the thing, right? And then I'm into uh, well, talk about, I in I, a couple of, uh, five or six years ago, I got, I sold a Sonos system that was used and I had $500 and I used that money to get into vinyl records and board gaming. <laughs> there you go. So I have a collection of... Vinyl records and tabletop games now, which is two of the more
0: expensive hobbies. <laughs> no one's gonna deny that. What's your uh, what's your what's your favorite vinyl?
1: Oh man, my favorite record. Oh. I Me. have no idea. There's like my 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 like four favorite bands. I'm trying to get everything from. It's going to be like The Who, uh, ACDC, Billy Joel, and Rush. So far, The Who and Billy Joel are going very well. I think I'm only two Who albums. Um, But Rush, people who have Rush keep Rush. So
0: I only have one. (laughs) Ah, damn. Well, if anybody out there has got access to some Rush vinyls, uh, you know who to contact. Hit your boy Dan up. Hook your boy Dan up. Are you a bi- Hook up your boy. You bo- are you a big reader? That was a big thing that Eric w- was like, yeah, he goes, I'm not going to be big on books.
1: There's the thing is I read fucking slow. So like and I, if, if I can read more than one book a year, it's a good year. And so far this year, I'm on my third book. But it uh, goes with Dungeons & Dragons because it's the official Dungeons & Dragons Legend of Drist book. So Mm -hmm. I'm on book three of The Legend of Drist by R.A. Salvatore. It's called Sojourn. It's technically a prequel because he wrote Adventures with Drist in it and then decided at one point to go back and do his origin story.
0: That sounds pretty interesting.
1: So I'm on the third book of the origin story of three, so I'm gonna start getting like into his like adventures with his group after that. And I am at about two thirds through that book, so I'll probably finish that book in September. So I actually legit could get through four books this year. Which is crazy for me.
0: And then who are your slow. Who are your big sports teams?
1: Oh man. See, I grew up in New York, so it was mostly New York teams, but now I moved in North Carolina, so now it's like a mix of New York and North Carolina teams. So it is New York Yankees, Charlotte Hornets, Carolina Panthers. um... You have a hockey team? Where's my hockey, really? See, my hockey's all over the place because it's not like I'm not, I don't watch it as much. The Kraken. But uh, I always put like a, uh, because I spent that year of college in near Calgary, so I kind of put the Flames in there. But I was kind of, I was a Rangers fan growing up because like right when I got into hockey was when they got Gretzky and won the title. So it's probably like the Rangers, but with like a backup of like Calgary or or whoever. And then if I'm playing FIFA, I usually play as Arsenal because they got more going on over there than over here. More interesting things happen in there. Although if I'm going to claim an MLS team it's going to have to be New York City Football Club, which is owned by the same people that own the Yankees. <laughs> or at least was originally...
0: All right, so yeah, for more celebration of fandoms, check out new episodes of the Nerd Table. Every Monday morning at seven AM is going to be the official schedule, so you can literally wake up and start your week with us.
1: Oh man, you want you want to take my want have my take on pizza? Hell yeah! You got ten minutes? No, it's, oh it's god. Crazy. The entire idea of pizza is you can put anything you want on it.
0: Yep, there you go. Good argument.
1: Now, the general idea is that you put everything you need on it, right? Like, the, it's, it's like the perfect food. It's an entire balanced meal on one slice, right? Yeah.
0: yeah. Alright. Which is
1: why plain cheese is wrong. <laughs> so, get fucked, Eric.
0: I only got to listen to about half the episode, but I heard that part. I know you heard that part. That was near the beginning, so. But yeah, so the success of that show is going to carry CKCC Radio. So, we we can't claim ourselves as the flagship show anymore. The Wrestle Talk, because we will not be the flagship show anymore. Nerd Table has it. taken over the flagship. We were for a while when we first started the channel and put all these shows on it. We're the mothership. They just might have a flag on it. Uh, I can't. I can't do that. Though. Don't worry.
1: Before too long, I'll probably be on every episode, so it doesn't fucking
0: matter. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. So for this week's points or consequences, this was a Dan game, of course, and he's going to have you guys cut promos ripping on the city's local cuisine. Yeah. So I'm going to get into promo mode now. Yeah. All right.
1: The example was fucking skyline chili in Cincinnati is awful.
0: Yeah. Alright, are you ready for some promos? Yeah, brood. Do it up, brother! <sighs> Chicago hot dogs are so gut-wrenching, it's why they call Chicago the Windy City.
1: Oh, uh, because literally making you fart and burp? Yeah, I'm not up for hot dogs that have like a million things on it, one or two, and be, and be on with your day.
0: I, I'm good with a hot dog, which is ketchup and mustard.
1: I'm good with a hot dog, with just mustard.
0: Mustard, yeah. <laughs> you,
1: I can't believe you said you put ketchup on your hot dog. Yeah, I
0: know. That's like, apparently that's another one of those things that the internet decided was a sin. That's
1: that's, no, that's been a sin for like, ever. It's just that on the internet is where it got more popular. But that's like, any place that takes their hot dog serious, they're like, oh my god. Well, no, I have good. to deal with, my mother would drink ketchup if it was allowed. Oh! Oh, bleh. she loves ketchup. That's she puts too ketchup much like for anything me. Anything and everything. That's too much for me. You know, like how some people put hot sauce in everything. That's her and ketchup.
0: Dude, my yeah. wife could probably drink hot sauce if she really wanted to. Like buffalo sauce, she loves that stuff, and I can't stand buffalo sauce.
1: You can't deal with a little Frank's Red Hot.
0: I don't like. The, I don't like the uh, the taste of buffalo sauce it's funny because i remember i mentioned that to somebody and they're like oh what's the matter you don't like you don't like spice are you a wuss i'm like that has nothing to do with it i don't like the taste i don't mind spicy shit but i have to enjoy the taste of it too
1: well that's the thing right because it gets to a point where it's just spiciness for the spiciness of it and it's just yeah like, and it's no. just that's just disgusting it's got to taste good too
0: that's the thing, like like people are like, oh, you got to try the ghost pepper, and I'm like, does it taste good? They're like, it's so hot and blah. I'm like, does it taste good? You are missing the point of what I am saying. I don't try stuff just for like the thrill of trying it. I tr- I eat food because it tastes good, not because it's good for me and not for the thrill of eating it. I eat it because oh, it it's tastes two good. two and a half at most. <laughs> Are you going to jail, Daddy? We'll, we'll see, see, sir. We'll nice, see. nice Simpsons reference there. That's a good one. And I, I appreciate that because you probably appreciated the fact that I picked up on it immediately. Well, I mean, I, I knew my audience, right? You get, exactly. Know your audience. So what, what do you I think of this entry, we're then? Yeah,
1: know what we're just doing. Yeah, that's points.
0: All right. First batch of points has been given. Alright, here's your next promo. What are you Philly assholes gonna do with those shitty overrated cheesesteaks? Throw them at Santa Claus?
1: Cheesesteaks are fucking great, dude. I haven't had a genuine one from Philly.
0: I mean, they're good, but don't go to Pats or Geno's because those are the most overrated places ever. See, if I was going to go anywhere, I'd go to 20 Luke's because they across the street from fucking ECW Arena, bro. Exactly. Do you imagine, though, like being in the center, like in Center City in Philadelphia and screaming, fuck cheese steaks? I mean, they already hate Santa Claus. So what chance do you have? You're just going to die.
1: I hope you have an exit strategy <laughs> in that situation. While I do not agree, I agree that that would get you some real cheap heel heat, so you get some points. All right, here's your next. Promo. Yeah, but seriously, like as soon as like when like TV, food network and stuff, we're like we're going to the best places for Philly cheesesteaks, and I was like, sweet Tony Luke. <laughs> they're like, no, <laughs> Pats and Gino's. Yeah, you guys. are. And of course, I only know about Tony Luke's because it's across the street from the UCW arena. Well, if I hear hear them, them stories, well, my guys eating at Tony Luke's and then going to the show, right, or then working. Yeah, exactly.
0: My wife's a Philadelphian, and she'll be one of the ones that tells you uh, I'm from Philadelphia. The answer is neither of those places. What's better, Pat's or Gino's? The answer is neither.
1: That's like when people are like, when people like try to
0: find a famous Italian restaurant in New York City. Or like in Little Italy, they're like, is that where the best pizza is? I'm like, no. <laughs> New York City pizza is just fucking amazing. Go to a hole-in-the-wall little street corner place in Manhattan that's just got a, a counter with greasy-ass slices in it and just get a slice. And it's good go pizza. To the, go to
1: the corner of Swanson and Rittner and look for the place across the street. <laughs> it's called Tony Luke's. Who even knows if that place even exists anymore? I don't know. It probably doesn't.
0: Somebody familiar with Philly, let us know. All right. Probably Luke's still there. It's promo time. Charlotte has a lame drink called cheer wine. Why is it lame? It has the name wine in it, and it doesn't have a drop of alcohol in it.
1: Wow. I feel so attacked right now. No, no I haven't. I've only drank water this year. I don't give a fuck. No, you know why it's called wine? I don't know that. The same reason why ginger ale is called ginger ale and root beer because it looks like wine. Oh, there you go. And ginger ale looks like ale, and root beer looks like beer. So that's why they called it wine. Cheerwine. And wine's incredibly regional, so I think you just give Glenn some points.
0: Okay, that's not Glenn, but okay.
1: It's not Glenn. <laughs> mm.
0: Nope. There's somebody else Charlotte-based in there.
1: By the way, Cheerwine is good. Uh, it's actually pretty good. So.
0: <clears throat> it
1: tastes like if somebody took Dr. Pepper and took some of the bullshit out.
0: All right, now you got my attention.
1: <laughs> now
0: you got my attention. If you, if you think Dr. Pepper's a bit much,
1: try Cheerwine. Um, so I'm guessing that that would be
0: Russell then. Alright, let's move well, you on. actually did get that right, so. Alright. New England clam chowda. More like clam chow the fuck out of my mouth. Is it the white or the red?
1: <laughs> Damn, I never get this right.
0: <laughs> uh, love What's it. the password?
1: New England Clam Chowder. Chowder. I prefer New England Clam Chowder over Manhattan. Cause
0: chowder? It's Chowder. Say it right. Chowder.
1: Chowder. Well, now I'm like learning how to pronounce things Pittsburgh-wise because all the Pat McAfee guys are from Pittsburgh, including Pat. Which is kind of like a even lazier Boston accent. They drop even more
0: syllables and letters. Like the Fall River accent? That's where it's the most intense. And like, Bad Don! It's Chowder. I was just—I had to drop a Freddie Quimby reference because we're doing the Simpsons stuff. Of course.
1: They parked the car in but Yard. And get points, that would get... Uh, and I did say region. <laughs> New England's not like a state or a city, but it is
0: a region. It is. But you could cut that... that's the way things go. But you could cut... But it's called New England Clam Chowder, so... Yes. You could cut New that. England. You got that promo in a lot of places. But that's probably a Boston show that they're cutting that promo in. Yeah. All right. Come to Baltimore for the crabs. You'll cut your fingers opening them up but you won't bleed at all compared to the gunshot wounds. Jeez.
1: (laughs) I have a guess who this is as well.
0: Because there is one
1: person I know who is from Baltimore.
0: It's probably exactly who you're thinking of, too. Well,
1: give Dan Dahl points.
0: I will. I will do just that. Welcome to L.A., home of the world-famous kale smoothies. Jesus Christ! Don't you beach hicks believe in food?
1: <laughs> this one is a fucking earmark. Bro.
0: <laughs> there you go, first earmark right out the gate. There.
1: That one's a good. That one's a good, a good uh, way to go, go around there. Yeah. <laughs> couch smoothies,
0: couch beers some trash. Denver, a town that loves weed and John Elway. A town that only 13-year-olds in the 90s can love.
1: There's no food in there, so you get no points.
0: Yeah, there was a... That might not be the only one, I think. (laughs) And may God
1: have mercy on your soul.
0: Nobody does seafood like Japan. Where somebody said, You know what? Let's find a way to cut this extremely toxic fish so that eating it might not kill you. So for just $200, you can dine with death itself. Also, the male's balls are a delicacy. These people are nuts.
1: That seemed more like a rant than a promo. <laughs> you know what I
0: mean? Yeah, I can I see me, It was a little... A little wordy. So,
1: see, like Bill Burr on his podcast, not on no, our show. No. Show. no. Okay. But I still got you. You get some. All right. So, blowfish ball, whatever the fuck,
0: the fish, whatever. Blowfish balls. Blowfish right.
1: balls. I have to call it fish ball. But,
0: but, but, chef. We need your skilled hands. My skilled hands are busy, <laughs> Mister Simpson. We believe you may have consumed poison, but do not worry. There is a map to the rest, uh, to the uh, to the hospital, at <laughs> the back of the menu. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We are now at the chest. A-N-Z. The South will never rise again. The sludge called biscuits and gravy is a risk factor for the coronavirus.
1: Fuck you, biscuits and gravy.
0: Made me a man! Biscuits and gravy! Remember
1: remember remember Jesse and Festus? Ain't no ham and egga. Biscuits and gravy is one of the most delicious breakfasts you could ever have, brother. Made me a man. great. I will fight you right now. You will get in heel heat with me, brother!
0: You and I are going to have a falling out. Is that points? Yeah. Well, that wasn't a brother. That was a sister. That was a sister? Yup. Welcome back, Joseph Myers. Oh, she usually like popped in my chat the other day when <laughs> yeah. I was doing all guys. Yep, she she played this week, and I was really excited to see that. Josette's back, and now I'm gonna have to freaking.
1: I've known Josette for like 15 years, and we're gonna have a fight. <laughs> Called out that I'm gonna show and up ready. to
0: Brooklyn. I'm gonna be like, "Hey, what's up with that?" <laughs> <clears throat> hey, Boston! Screw your New England clam chowder. I got better tasting white stuff into my testicles. Did somebody really? I'm reading you verbatim. Did you really?
1: This makes me long for the days where I could ban somebody from the next game.
0: (laughs) You get no points. Would you, would you like to include a consequence?
1: You get to play oh, never time. again. No. I'm well, swimming
0: in the clam chowder. Your no, oh. po- your no points just affected the top of the board, just so you know.
1: Well, pay the fuck attention, dude. There you go. Like, I know we
0: didn't do a one and done, but it's kind of. Yeah. That's kind of implicit. <laughs> All right. This next person did their own hometown just to just for shits and giggles, but I still well, enjoyed seems it. Seems like a few people did. Tillamook, Oregon, where the only thing better than the cheese is the cow shit up to your knees. Ah, uh, Tillamook, yes.
1: Of course, they didn't really slam the food itself, but they did mention the food itself.
0: I just, I appreciate the hometown reference. from
1: Tillamook, huh?
0: I mean, Vernon, New Jersey doesn't have cuisine, so. Yeah, but you could like, be like, fuck pork roll, it's fucking Taylor Ham, bitch. Uh, actually, in North Jersey, that would be opposite.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, you just take the fucking stance, and then you get whoever.
0: But in North Jersey, you have to take the stance. I'd have to say it's called pork roll, because that's where I'd get the heat. Because South Jersey calls it pork roll. And the other 49 states are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Who's rolling pork? I also considered doing something for Lancaster and ripping on Scrapple, but I can't cut a good enough promo about that because Scrapple's just disgusting.
1: Scrapple's just disgusting when you just kill, like, half of Pennsylvania right there.
0: Uh, It does, actually. Apparently a lot of people really like Scrapple, so...
1: It's like a Pennsylvania almost all the way wide. Yeah. that And like, and like n- unless you lived there or have family there, you've never heard of <laughs> elsewhere.
0: Well, I think the same could be said about pork roll, too.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't have known about Taylor Ham or pork roll if it wasn't for all you Jersey fucks.
0: Taylor Swift Ham.
1: Coming into my life in 2008.
0: Taylor Chadwick Ham.
1: Taylor Taylor can
0: Corey Taylor Ham. Corey Taylor Ham.
1: <laughs> so you didn't really, like, put down the cheese as more as you put down the making of the cheese, I guess, technically, because you got to have milk to make the cheese, which means you got to have a shitload of cows, which means you have a
0: shitload of shit, so you get halfsies. All right, it's nice halfsies. Penultimate entry. New York City sells its pizza by the slice because no one in their right mind would want to eat a whole pizza of grease and questionable toppings. Probably. I right. You get points. All right. And then your final entry. Seattle's coffee is the most expensive mud water I've ever drank in my entire life. If I were a coffee aficionado... I'd make these lousy coffee brewers leave just like the Supersonics.
1: Oh, jeez. Sales sounds like a shitty town to have a basketball team. I don't know how much fucking heat they got for that shit. Yep. Owens and Zane. Oh, my God.
0: That was freaking great.
1: And now Kevin Garnett wants to buy the Timberwolves and move them back the
0: Seattle signs
1: Se- <laughs> That's a pretty good one, because then you combined it with the basketball team not being there anymore, so you get points.
0: All right. Well, you only earmarked one entry. Well, I guess that's the winner, then. So, L.A., home of the world-famous Kale Smoothies. Your winner this week, Chris Wright. Ah.
1: And who, by chance got nothing for doing a second New England Clam Chowder.
0: Adrian Cotton. Oh, man. Who's currently See, if you two. just did
1: Manhattan Clam Chowder and yelled at it for being stupid for being tomato-based, because that sounds like the worst idea I've ever had, tomato-based fucking seafood. Um, like, it's one thing if it's like you're dipping it into a cocktail
0: sauce. but uh, You also awarded Matt Hardman no points because he did not mention... yeah
1: I mean I guess you could eat weed (laughs) I mean you could eat John Elway
0: (laughs) Uh, I mean yeah oh and we have some late breaking wrestling news from The Rock the deal is official closed, and the keys to the XFL have been handed over. I humbly accept and promise to put my calluses to hard work building our new brand. Congrats to my partners, Danny Garcia-Co and Jerry Cardinal, and our t- sharp, hungry team. Hashtag XFL owner. Hashtag for the love of football. There you go. The deal is done. The Rock owns the XFL. Officially, it's Danny Garcia is going to be in charge. And I think it'll actually somehow be better this way, even though it was doing pretty good. So there you go. That's this week's club kayfabe wrestle talk. And of decent- course, Danny Garcia, his ex wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. But they're still in good terms and they're still business partners. I mean, he bought a company and gave it to
1: her
0: <laughs> yeah 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 no lies detected there well guys we hope you enjoyed this week's show please make sure you're back here with us next week for another wrestle talk if you guys want more wrestling goodness we have a weekly patron show starting at only five dollars a month you guys can become part of the action And with the nerd table taking off, I encourage everybody to please check that show out and support it. That show's popularity is pushing the CKCC radio channel over the edge. So please get on it and check it out. And I think you'll be thoroughly entertained. Eric is a natural as a podcaster. And we've got a lot of big plans coming up for that show. So... Yeah. I think, uh... I think that's just about it for this week. We got any last-minute words? Um, dingle. Yeah. <laughs> any last-minute words? Uh, I've got thumb, uh, butt, cheeks, and boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love be and butt head. That's just about it, guys. We'll see you next week for more Wrestle Talk, and we'll hit you up on the Patreon for our bonus VIP episode. Peace out, my friends. Bye.